You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 218 of the Black Eagles Podcast, and I'm your host. That's right, Sinan Schwarting, back again, the Black Eagles Podcast, to talk Besiktas, naturally. What else, right? What else is there to discuss here in life? Now, of course, I'm coming in live from New York City. A, f- a cold New York City, but one on the... It, we're, we're coming back into a warm spell, supposedly. Certainly, we're, we're back above freezing, which is a nice change of pace from where it was for a couple days. Hopefully, winter's over. And that applies, yet again, to you-know-who, the one and only Besiktas. Um, so, I guess, first of all, we've got to talk... I mean, obviously, we have to talk about the match against Altai, but... Before we even get into that, we've got to talk about some news. There's a talk of a transfer for um, 25-year-old German Turk who goes by the name of Atakan Karasor, sort of a central defensive midfielder slash central defender uh, who is currently playing for VfB Stuttgart in um, in Germany. I think he's primarily a central defender, so. Certainly fits in need would be, you know, I, I think Galatasaray was looking at him in the last window, so could be a good pickup, and uh, yeah, let's do it. Anyway, now let's talk Altai. Operation is in effect as of right now. So, huge match, obviously. I don't really need to explain why, I assume, right? Um, everyone knows how big of a match this one was for us. We were on something of a poor run of form. I mean, not exactly, but quite a few draws in a row. Four, to be precise. We drew Yanni Malatya, we drew Antalya, we drew Guztepe in the cup before beating them, you know, as we all know, ultimately. And then we drew Adana Demirspor, and that one was sort of a lucky draw, the last one, where we felt like maybe Adana Demir were our equals, frankly. And by our, I mean, you know, anyone sort of at the top of the Super League. You know, they're they're a good team, it seems. So, lots for us to worry about. As for Altai, um, not great form, all in all. Although it had, it had picked up a big derby win against Guztepe, Izmir Derby. And then uh, picking up a draw against Adize. So, things were sort of on, were picking up for them. They'd obviously like to consolidate that with a victory against the likes of... Besiktas, but you know, that would remain to be seen. Let's dig in, right? Um, I guess it's probably worth mentioning going into the match, Altai were second from last, and we were in eighth place. 
So, you know, hardly a marquee matchup, but you know what? At the same time, what does that even mean? So let's talk about lineups. Uh, Domagos Vida would start next to Wellington. Umut Merash opposite Kerem Kalafat with Ersin Destanolu behind them both. Nejip next to Joseph de Souza, which is pretty weird. Then we have Alex Teixeira in front of them. Rashid Ghazal opposite Kenan Karaman, which is pretty weird. And then Guven Yalchin up front. Or maybe Kenan Karaman up front and Guven Yalchin on the wing. I suppose it depends. Not exactly Claro on that. And if we're going to be 100% honest, it was really Alex Teixeira up top kind of doing most of the work. So, whatever. No, but no sense trying to make sense of it. Now, uh, for our opposition, in the goal would be Polish keeper, 24-year-old Mateusz Lisz, central defender Ibrahim Ozturk, 40-year-old, next to Eric Bjorkander, 25-year-old Swedish central defender, uh, right back Jebrail Karayel, 27-year-old Turk, opposite Uzgur Uzkaya, 34-year-old Turk, in the back of their midfield, Tassiano, 26-year-old Brazilian who pulls the strings for them. And in front of him were 30-year-old Chilean Cesar Pinares and 31-year-old Turk Zeki yielded him. On the wings, Leandro Capel, 32-year-old Dutchman, and Kazimjan Karatash, 19-year-old Turk. Up top, Deniz Kada, 35-year-old Turk. So yeah, you know, interesting. And it's kind of the lineup that I had predicted for the most part, with the exception of maybe like Pinares. But um, for us, obviously Under Caravelli on the sidelines, opposite there Serkan Uzbalta, a 43-year-old Turkish manager, who I was unaware of. But so you know, a couple next-gen Turk managers, Turkish managers here, perhaps. Anyway, let's dive. Let's do the let's do the deed. Um, so, first of all, first action of the match: Guven Yalchin, second minute, sliding on Nejip, who's somehow um, kind of coming in from a left wing, sort of left wing back scenario. Although he should be more of a defensive midfielder. Anyhow, he comes up, gets it pretty well on the attack. Um, Nice little sort of dribble move and takes a shot on goal and forces a save. Again, right at the gates. We never get lucky with that with those first opportunities, it seems, but you know, good to see nonetheless. Um, in the 11th minute, they would show a little bit of action for their sake. Uh, on the counter, uh, well initiated by Tassiano, he would send the ball up to Capel who would force a pretty decent save out of Ersin. Uh, to be fair, the shot might have been just a bit out, but uh, nonetheless, you know, you gotta make that save. Ersin does it, does well. And it's still nil-nil. 22nd minute, Kenan Karaman and Alex Teixeira with a neat one to uh, Alex passing it on to Kenan Karaman who would step forward and nothing, easy save. Um, but you know, decent e effort, I think we could say. Certainly we're looking like we're trying to do things and it's good to see us with a few chances early on, no doubt. 30th minute, Kenan Karaman. Again, uh, with a neat little 
interaction with Alex Teixeira. This time he finds Alex Teixeira, kind of coming up on the left side of the penalty box. Alex cuts in, <coughs> seems to have a one-on-one -on -one opportunity, and Leash makes a pretty great save, to be honest, um, keeping us level with them, despite really, again, just sort of fluid, fluent attacking football, which we haven't seen in a long time. It's, it's It stands to reason, like, what... Is going on here? <laughs> how, how did this happen? At the half, uh, Martin Rodriguez comes on for Ozkur Uskaya for them. Um, and the first action again, it's us. Kerem Kalafa with a fantastic cross into the path of Kenan Karaman, who scores. Bam! You know, the, the, the cross is right into the far post. Kenan Karaman is like first to it. Seems like a, a pretty clear goal. It's whistled off. For a foul, um, they're claiming he pushed the defender, though it's quite clear that the defender was just looking to fall uh, off of the slightest contact so as to prevent what I think looks like an inevitable goal, frankly. Inevitable goal, because it was just so well placed, the, uh, the, the cross from Kadem Kalafat. So he should have had his second assist in, his, in two games. But whatever. Um, 57th minute on the corner. It'll be Rashid Gezal finding Domagos Vida's head, and he sends it just high. Uh, and it's clear that he is dangerous in those scenarios. He always has been, although he's also sort of profligate, right? He has the ability to waste chances there. 59th minute, a yellow card for Umut Medash. I don't remember that. Uh, 61st minute, another sub for Altai Marco Paishao for Denis Kada. Nothing too surprising there. I mean, if anything, I mean, Marco Paixão, I think, led League One last season in goal scored. So, you know, perhaps he deserves more opportunities than he's gotten, but whatever. He's quite old as well, I know. Uh, 63rd minute, similar corner kick from the right side. Again, Rashid Gazal, and again, he finds Domagos Vida, who heads it into the top of the back of the net. Kind of across the goal. No, I mean, not quite. Honestly, he's on the right side. It, it, it goes past the keeper on the same side. Uh, keeper maybe should have done better, but it was so close range with such power. I don't know if it's fair to criticize. But so, yeah. Doma goes Vida with the goal. The announcer claimed it was Nejip. Nejip sort of celebrated as if it had been Nejip, but in fact, it's Doma goes Vida. And Nejip's just super psyched. Man loves Besiktas victories, what can you say? Um, Domagos Vida gets a yellow card in the 64th minute. I think in the build-up to that goal, because they were pushing each other. Um, but whatever. Uh, Cesar Pinares also got a yellow card, because yeah, the, both of them were shoving. But so yeah, assist by Rashid Gazal. Uh, Besiktas' first sub coming right after there. Atiba coming on for Nejip. Um, and it would be... Another chance right after that. Kerem Kalafa with a nice ball into Rashid Gazal, who would backheel it really expertly into the path of Kenan Karaman, who has a one-on-one, -on -one and he sends it wide across the goal mouth low. And it just looked like it had to be a goal. I mean, certainly he's getting into opportunities. He's doing a lot more than he'd previously done, but still can't quite find the back of the net. I mean, although he did, and he, the goal should have stood. 
could have done wonders for the for the guy's uh, men mentality, no doubt. But whatever. Um, and so yeah, it's looking like we should get a second goal here if we can just keep pressing. 71st minute, Rashid Ghazal finds Kenan Karaman again, far post, close range, and Kenan Karaman, Kenan Karaman, excuse me, hits the post somehow. Uh, ball deflects out again, finds Alex Teixeira who makes a nice move, good little dribble and kind of clever shot, but it also hits the post and comes out. And I think we got another opportunity, but wasted it in the end. So two posts. I mean, you can't say enough about our attacking football here. We should have four goals by now already. It's just the 73rd. 71st, sorry. And 73rd, Rashid Ghazal would find Alex Teixeira, whose shot would be saved. Um, well, even. What can you say at this point? Like, we're doing well. We're doing really well. Um... What would ensue from here? Subs. Dauda Bamba on for them. Cesar Pinares off. Andre Biogo Poco on for them. Zeki Yildirim off. Um, Francisco Javi Montero would enter the match for Umut Merash in the 83rd minute, 84th. And immediately send in a long ball from the back that would find Alex Teixeira perfectly. He'd be one on one, try to lob the keeper and, you know, right into the keeper's hands. Quite unfortunate, but again, just so many chances. You just love to see this, frankly, because we, we've seen football where we have almost no chances, or certainly no like legitimate ones, and so for us to see so many, that was nice. Um, 84th minute, 85th maybe, Guven Yalchin into the path of Alex Teixeira perfectly. Alex Teixeira dribbles perfectly around the keeper with, or, or not quite he sort of sends the shot around the keeper perfectly rather looks like an easy goal finally we get the second one no he's offside <sighs> and fair enough he had been 86 minute yellow card for Wellington because you know why not it's just what he does 90th minute substitution John Bozduan on for Alex Teixeira who had a fantastic match no doubt 93rd minute, last minute of extra time, Leandro Capel makes a fool of Kerem Kalafat and Domingos Vida, sends in a shot which then eventually Ersin makes a fantastic save on, maybe into the post or maybe it was just a save or whatever it was. Um, in the end when Kerem Kalafat was being schooled by Leandro Capel, he fell and might have made minor incidental contact with the ball with his hand. In the end, they take a long look at it. It looked like he might have just skimmed it or, or maybe just missed it. I think it's too inconclusive to really make that call. And at the end of the day, there's another added aspect, which is that he's falling down and just puts his hands down to catch, to, to, to stop himself from falling on his face. So it just, it's so, and it doesn't change play at all. Like the player keeps moving with it as if nothing happened. So. Would have been a really terrible call if they did make that call. On the other hand, you could almost expect it the way things go for us. But for once, we finally get the right call at the end of a match. Besiktas wins 1-0. Yeah, there we go. 
In the end, we only had 54% of the ball to their 46, but we had 18 shots to their 9, 8 on target to their 1. 8 shots on target to their 1. How is that even possible? 7 big chances to their 1. They had 1 big chance missed. We had 6. 6. 358 passes completed an 80% rate of success. They had only 288 at a 73% rate. We committed 16 fouls to their 11. We were each offside once. They, we had seven corners to their two, so clearly we were the more attacking side. We had each had three shots blocked, and we each hit the woodwork once. Although that seems totally impossible, because Khan Karaman and Alex Teixeira hit the woodwork on the same play once each so I don't know what the stats are thinking there maybe maybe it was a save on the Kanan Karamanja I don't know anyway 13 shots inside the box to their six five outside of the box to their three a dominant performance even though it was just one nil and they could have tied it at the end with if we'd gotten a little unlucky or slightly crappier ref somehow in the end we survived and we get the big you know three points uh, Rashid Ghazal creates four big chances all of them spurred Alex Teixeira created one Kanan Karaman created the other um, yeah I guess they don't even consider Kerem Kalafat's cross to Da, 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 da. Who was it? To Kanan Karaman, which was a goal, but didn't count. They didn't even count that one. So, whatever. Let's 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 look at the individuals, huh? So starting from best, going down to the worst of the best. Uh, only sevens and above, but we'll start from the best again. Rashid Ghazal, rated highest. Hard to you know again created four big chances. Should have had an assist. I'm sorry, he did have his. Excuse me, he did have an assist. It was Kedem Kalafai who should have had. An assist. Whatever. Domingos Vida was next. Joseph de Souza after him. Alex Teixeira after that. Then Wellington, which is interesting. Then Tassiano, who I mentioned, you know. Solid play for them. Then Mateusz Lish, who had seven saves. Then Kenan Karaman, who, yeah, no doubt, he was very active, very helpful. Then Kerem Kalafat, who, aside from of a couple shoddy defensive plays, especially that last one where he almost got the handball. And even if he hadn't, you know, he got thoroughly schooled by Leandro Capel. But so did Domagos Vida in his defense, I guess. Uh, but yeah, still a good outing for him, no doubt. Great to have a backup right back, suddenly. Uh, although we always had him. Anyway, next up, Nejip Uysal, then Ersin Destanoglu. Just one say he's credited for, but whatever. It was a really solid one. Then Guven Yalchin, Eric Bjorkander for them, Umut Merash, and then Ibrahim Uztur, uh, Leandro Capel, not quite 6.92, not quite a seven rating. So those are the those are the good players from the match. I think it's easy to give Rashid Ghazal man of the match. I think it would be more of a stretch to give Domingos Vida man of the match. He scored, but you know, on a header on a corner kick, it's kind of what he does. Joseph de Souza, you could easily say had the biggest impact because he had not played previously, came back, um, was all over the place. We relied on him to go forward more, and he's a bit of a, he's a bit clunky going forward, no doubt. 
you know, ideally he'd be staying back and helping support the defense rather than Nejib. And I suppose you'd have Mira Lempianic there, although it's worth noting that we played really good, fluid attacking football in a match where Mira Lempianic wasn't playing. I think uh, he wants to sort of play set back more. And what Joseph did that he doesn't do was just show more intent going forward. Not just, to, you know, obviously Mira Lempianic brings a lot of fantastic passes going forward. But Joseph has that sort of engine where he's all over the place, and we needed that. Obviously, this is a match, you know, not, not a very great team, technic technically speaking. So, you know, you kind of need to counter that with someone with high energy who's, you know, going, going in for the kill. So, Joseph de Souza, I think you can make an argument he deserves it. Alex Teixeira, certainly, you can make an argument that he deserved it. I don't know. For me, it's between those three: Gazal, Joseph de Souza, and Alex Teixeira. Honorable mention to Kanan Karaman, of course, and Domingos Vida, no doubt. But I think I'm going to give it to Rashid Gazal. He was the uh, uh, <clears throat> artist, you know, a true maestro. Pinging crosses all over the place. He should have been rewarded with at least two assists. Rather than, at least, rather than the one. I mean, honestly, at least two more. He should have had three total. But whatever. Um, he created the goal very much, I thought. Very much planned for him to put that ball there for Domingo Vida. And you could tell because we were really fighting to get Vida into that spot. So it's a play that we work on, obviously. And it's a play that Vida excels at. And, and the, the main bit of question mark is can Rashid Gazal put it exactly where it needs to go and he did you know on the tee so just fantastic work from him all around can't say enough about him he only has two assists credited to him on the season and two goals he should have ten at least but so yeah I'm gonna give him man of the match why not uh, and with that yeah we're done here we're done with this match let's talk a little bit about where that leaves us in the standings. Now the good news is we moved up two spots. We moved past Alanya and Hatay. Right above us still are Fener and Bashakshi here, two points ahead of us. Uh, and then Adana Demirspor is three points ahead of us in third place. Konya is only eight points ahead of us, but they have a match in hand. As does Bashakji here. They're going to catch up and play that game this week. So that will no longer be a factor soon. I think the ideal result would be a draw, right? Because then... Well, I mean, you could make the argument maybe you want Konya to lose. So they lose their momentum and because then we're only eight points back. <clears throat> you know, I think we can catch up five points on Bashakji here. Rather than 11 on Konya. So certainly, if, if someone's going to win, we would want it to be Bashakshir. A draw, we'd be nine points back on Konya rather than eight, but also then only three points back on Bashakshir. So obviously, I mean, we want a draw or a Bashakshir win. You can figure out what you prefer from there. I think I would prefer Bashakshir beating Konya. Although, I mean, you could also make the argument Bashakshir might be the better side. So the draw, you know, it's like... Uh, Hedging your bets. Well, whatever. At the end of the day, 
someone's gonna lose that. Someone's driving points, so that benefits us because they're both ahead of us. And, and we could still be fighting for second, I suppose. It would be huge in that sense. If we were only eight points back on Konya, you know, that that would go a long ways. It's, it's worth mentioning, right? We have 38 matches, so there's still 12 to go. So we could, we could, we could catch Konya still, if that were to be the case. I think it's safe to say we don't have to really consider Konya as being able to catch Trabzon. Uh, well, I mean, on the other hand, if, if Konya did win, they would have 52 points and be 11 points back on Trabzon. Just as we'd be 11 points back on them, interestingly. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't think you can... Do we care? Do we want Konya to win? No, we want second place, right? That's that's. We gotta be focused on ourselves. Forget Trabzon as a as a quote unquote rival or anything like that, because you know, frankly, they're not. Especially when it comes to, to titles won, it's not like they're gonna catch up to us by by getting this result. So, yeah, screw it. I think we want Bashakji to win, just to keep us in with a shout on second. Five points, we can catch Bashakji on five points. That's not even a challenge those guys <laughs> um, but so yeah I mean I guess let's talk a little bit about our schedule upcoming obviously upcoming we've got Sivas so it will be a road match against Sivas and then if you look further at the schedule beyond that um, after the road match against Sivas we're coming home to play against Kaiser in the cup then we're gonna be hosting Bashakshi here who I said we could be five points behind or only two points behind or three if they draw Lots of options there. Um, and then Galatasaray on the road, the huge derby match. So that's going to be, you know, we'll be back before then. Don't worry. But yeah, everything to play for still. Second place, maybe. Uh, we'll know more before the next match. Anyhow, I'll be back. Follow us on Twitter at Eagles underscore podcast. Follow myself at Sir underscore rights underscore a lot. Follow us on Instagram. Black Eagles Podcast, one word. And as always, let's go Besiktas! Peace out. Don't forget, the match against Sivas on the road is on Saturday, February 26th at 11 a.m. in New York City. Check your local listings. Peace out, everybody. Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.